You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. We started on Sunday by looking at Matthew 27, 22. And what we said was, the Jews were asked the question by Pilate, what then shall I do with Jesus who is called Christ? What then shall I do? And we said that Jesus, up to today, that question is being asked of him. Just like our brother raised this Easter now. What am I doing with Easter celebration? What am I doing with the salvation I have? And this question, like we also learned, it cannot be answered by artificial intelligence because you will so think that the one who healed their sick, the one who gave them bread, the one who cleansed their leper, the one who raised their dead, they will prefer him to Barabbas, isn't it? But immediately they said, no, kill this one who did all these good things and free Barabbas for us. So I just want us to appreciate spiritual things. You see, they have to be spiritually discerned. Okay, so let's come to Acts chapter 1 together now. Acts chapter 1 and um, let, let me read the Living Bible for us. Acts chapter 1, I'm going to read from verse 1 to 8 and I'll, I'll go back to New King James. It says, Dear friend who loves God, in my first letter I told you about Jesus' life and teachings and how he returned to heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instructions from the Holy Spirit. During the 40 days after his crucifixion, he appeared to the apostles from time to time, actually alive, and proved to them in many ways that it was really he himself they were seeing. And on these occasions, he talked to them about, about what? The kingdom of God. Just know that. In one of those meetings, he told them not to leave Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit came upon them in fulfillment of the Father's promise a matter he had previously discussed with them. John baptized you with water, he reminded them, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit in just a few days. And another time when he appeared to them, they asked, notice they asked, Lord, are you going to free Israel from Rome now and restore us as an independent nation? Let's read that verse 6 again. Another time when he appeared to them, they, unanimous question, Lord, are you going to free Israel from Rome now and restore us to an independent nation? Jesus answered and said, the Father says those days, he replied, and they are not for you to know. But when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you'll receive power to testify about me with great effect to the people in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, about what? My death and resurrection. Praise the Lord. I want us to look at this as this. You see, Jesus at this point had died and had risen again. Okay? That alone is powerful. And then the Bible says he continued to appear to them, teaching them things about the kingdom of God for 40 days. When he was still done with this teaching, you know what they were asking about? Will you now that you finish all this thing you're talking about? Eh? All this long grammar you're blowing. Will you now make us an independent nation like King David did? 
Free us from all our enemies. Praise God. They are talking to a spirit. Oh. <laughs> you see, when I read the Bible, I fear for myself. He has died. They saw him die. He rose again. So what they're asking now, will you use this, this your spirit body now eh, to deliver us from Caesar and bring us back? That was their concern. Brethren, if we are not careful, we will join many who are misusing and misapplying and mistrusting the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, I don't want to come out here every time and tell you my prayers. But I'm praying for so many things. But they're not what he died for. Because those things took place before he died. Let me show you another scripture. Praise the Lord, somebody. Okay, let's look at this scripture. 1 Corinthians 15. I want us to just get something very foundational tonight. 1 Corinthians 15. And um, I'll read. It says... Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you received and in which you stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast that word which I preach to you, unless you believed in vain. Verse 3. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ did what? Died for what? Died for what? Died for what? Our sins according to the scriptures. Now, I'd like us to look at NLT. Um, message, easy to read version, any other version of that verse stream, NLT. Now, what does it say? It says, I passed on to you what was what? Most important. And what had also been passed on to me. That what? Christ died for our sins just as the scripture said. Let's see the message translation. The first thing I did was place before you what was placed so emphatically before me. That the Messiah did what? Died for our sins exactly as scripture says. Praise God. We see something happening here. What does it say? It said this is the most important thing I need to tell you. And what did he die for? He died for our what? Sins. He goes on in verse 4. And that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. And he began to say how he appeared you know, to Peter and the rest of them and finally to himself. What are we saying? The message of the death and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is everything to the believer. You see, behavior is a result of belief. Everybody's behavior simply, you know, betrays what he really believes. Now, I'm still trying to get this confession part of this thing. But you see, people can say so many things they don't believe. Have people told you things and not done it? What they did is what they actually believed. What they were telling you was what they wanted you to hear. Praise God. And now, the scripture is saying, Jesus died for your sins. Died for my sins. Isn't it? The Christian that believes that the Son of God was killed because of his sins cannot toy with sin. The reason Christians toy with sin is that they don't believe that simple, foundational, fundamental gospel. Are you with me? It says this was what was delivered to me. That what sent Jesus to the cross was what? Why did he go there? Because God is angry with sinners every day. Because sin will kill. Sin will destroy. So how do we solve this problem? Man cannot solve the problem. God had to come himself, paid the price, went to the cross, 
And then the sin killed the son of God. And it was as though all hope was lost. But God in his power did what? Came into the scene and raised him from the dead. Isn't it good news? Hallelujah. Good news that what? I have been redeemed. My sins have been paid for. I've been delivered from the bondage of sin. Like we read on Sunday. You know, we have been freed from lawless deeds. It's beautiful news. Praise God. But now that news compels us to think in a manner, to behave in a manner, to respond in a manner. That's why the Bible can say, you and I have not yet resisted to bloodshed, striving against sin. And what is it that is accepted in most Christian environments? Sin. What is it that they don't accept? They don't accept zero tolerance for poverty. Zero tolerance for, if you get in a Christian environment, the way they pray for long life, you think that these people are atheists. Meanwhile, your master lived for 33 years. Is someone getting what I'm saying? Now, we are not praying for short life. Praise God. We are praying for full life to fulfill our purposes. But you see, when you understand what is at the core, it says this was the most important thing that was delivered to me. And at some point, we're going to look at the other side where that, you see, Lord have mercy. Praise God. Do you know the, I don't know the different options that were left to go for our salvation. But why did Jesus, why did he have to be there? Why didn't it be that Jesus will come and carry the earth with one hand and spin it? With his power. And then drop it and we are saved. Why was it a demonstration of weakness? Have you ever thought about that? Why was it that he would take it? On Sunday I was trying to say something. I said what confuses us most times. Is that when we say the power that was given to us. Everybody is thinking of power to boast. And to do the type of things you boast about. What about power to endure? That's what Jesus showed us. Strength. Strength is in resistance. Praise the Lord. That's what it is. And that's where many are failing the battle. When you should, they say don't speak. But everything around you wants to, you're, you're already starts, here is speaking, here is speaking. Everywhere is speaking. It takes strength to keep that demon. <laughs> you will not speak through me. Because the Holy Spirit doesn't want to speak. Even the police in America will tell you you have a right to remain silent. You understand what I'm saying? You see, these are things that come. You know, that's where we stopped on Sunday, where we're looking at the power. That power is capacity. It's capacity. It means that you are no, you're not featherweight, you're not lightweight. Either to this side or to the other side. Praise God. Now, I don't want to pray myself, but Philippians 4.13, we all know that. What does uh, the Apostle Paul say? He says, I can do what? All things through Christ who strengthens me. Look at 12 and see what he was talking about. Verse 12, it says, I've mastered. I, is what, you know what he was saying? Let me tell you what Paul said. Paul was saying, Paul is the same in poverty. Paul is the same in what? Prosperity. In all of them, I'll be advancing the cause of Christ. If Paul now comes to tell me that he can never be poor, that means he, in that situation, he won't survive. That, if any, are you getting what I'm saying? It's not the gospel. Because the gospel says, with the Christ I have in me, did Christ come in prosperity? I've told us here, if, if our Lord Jesus Christ came in his time and was being driven in a convoy of, uh, what was that one you mentioned to me the other day? Um, that Range Rover autobiography. And if you had a convoy of it in the time he came, that's, imagine when they were still riding donkey, he would have still been poor. Because everything that is on this earth, the resources of this earth, is nothing compared to the riches that he has. One planet 
That's why these countries are going to different places. Because if they get one mineral from there, they'll become the richest country. That's why all that race is going on. Christ owns billions of galaxies. If he came to the earth, you know we say he humbled himself. He was not born in a king's palace. He was born, you know, to carpenters. And If Christ came and if at the time he was coming, he was the king of the whole earth, he would have still been poor relative to his riches. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it has nothing to do with that. His coming was poverty. Bible says, Peter speaks somewhere. He says, arm yourself with this mind. It's an omniscient. Which many Christians don't have. That's why they can't stand. Because they're not armed with the mind. The mind. The mind of the Christian. What I'm involved in. Jesus paid this price for it. Is a mind. Praise the Lord. Is a mind. So this power that's been given to us. It's yes. It's power to raise the dead. But it's also power to be dead. Paul says I die daily. Praise God. So you see someone, you raise the dead and then you slap someone and kick somebody in the same arm. That means there is the wire is touching. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? There's a problem with your connection. The fuse has blown. With the same mouth, yes. You bless God. With the same mouth, you curse God. No. The power is to bring you to a place where the only thing that proceeds from your mouth is blessing. Even if you are not able to preach to one million, if the five people in your circle, they don't hear you curse, I'm te- that power is manifesting more than the one that makes a lot of... No. You see, you read scriptures. When the Bible begins to talk about you have the tongues of angels, you can speak it, and have no love, you do this. It's the same thing. This thing is all round. But you see, they've come to advertise the other side of it. And you know what? I've told us here, the only part of what we have that the devil cannot mimic, cannot copy, is the fruit of the Spirit. The demonstration, the Bible says he will come with all manner of lying wonders. So when I look at people, I'm not moved with the wonder that manifested. I want to see the fruit. Because that fruit can only come from intercourse with the Holy Ghost. Anybody can do any wonder. But now, bring forth the fruit. And that's why if you read the Old Testament, they see people who don't value the Old Testament, you miss a lot of Christianity. If you read the Old Testament, what set men apart were the fruit, what they did with the fruit of the Spirit. David killing Goliath didn't make him king. I hope you know that. You know what gave him the dynasty he had? Not killing Saul when he had the power. Killing Goliath was the power everybody shouts about. But the one heaven is looking at is when Saul is there. I don't know whether he's running stomach he had or constipation. Whichever one, he was taking him time. When he could have just, because he must have taken time for his uh, armor bearer to leave him and go and David to come. For David not to kill him then, that's the power that heaven accords with. And that takes power. To see your enemy in your hands like this and you bless him, that's anointing. Anointing is not cause, cause, cause. Everywhere you cause, you cause full and you cause uh, this, you cause your, you cause everybody, you cause. No, no, now. The devil is doing that. Anointing is blessing. When you're not ready to bless, you keep your mouth shut. Now, does it mean that the wicked don't have their day before God? No, God, you see, the reason God tells us to not to do something is that he's coming. He said, vengeance is mine. You understand? It's not that he won't do it. He's a God of justice. 
So he knows what he's going to do. Praise God. And he has planned what he will do. Okay? So these are the things. And what we're learning, you can't enter into it if the death and resurrection has no fully entered. Why did he have to be death that Jesus who used to pay our price? Why did he have to suffer? Why did he have to be humiliated? So that the Bible can tell you and I, looking unto Jesus. You look at a man, he's not looking like he's looking unto Jesus. Don't be moved by anything. And if in your life you're looking unto Jesus, it doesn't matter the accolades that are coming. It doesn't matter. The one you're following knows you. Praise God. Praise the Lord. So Titus 2, 11 to 14, we looked at it, you know, on Sunday. Let's, you know, start from there. So we just move quickly and touch a few places and pray. It says that he might redeem for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. 14. Who gave himself for us that what? He might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself Okay, this we dealt with it on Sunday. Himself, the redeemed Christian is now a bride of Christ. Praise God. You belong to Jesus. And let me help someone here. You see, if you're a Christian, you have one assignment. Jesus loves you and he wants you to be pleasing to him. Praise God. Now, pleasing Jesus is not the same thing as pleasing the pastor. Or even pleasing any other person. Even though if you please Jesus, you end up pleasing everybody. But it may not always tally. But pleasing Jesus should actually be the easiest thing. You know why? He loves you. And he has power. And this is where some prayer points should fall in. If there is anything in your life that is coming in between. I remember some years ago, somebody shared a testimony. That he now got either a two-bedroom or something apartment. Maybe they were living in you know, self-contained. He said now he had time to fellowship with God. These are things that, you know, you're struggling where you are. You're struggling where you are. You can tell the Lord, I need space so we can have some, you know, husband, uh, wife. We can have fellowship. Praise the Lord. That's what it's about. Purified for himself. And that's why, brethren, in Genesis, when God created man, man had no need. You see, I say to us here, until your Christianity comes to where it is, you know, commensurate with Adam and Eve before the fall, you've not gotten it. If every time you go to God, you're binding, you're losing. Every time you go to God, you're asking, you're claiming, you're doing. What did Adam bind? What did they claim? Everything was their own. So what should have been their job then? What did they miss? Knowing God more. Maybe if they had spent more time asking him questions, falling in love with him, then whatever the serpent would have said, he would have said, too late. I love him. My soul loves him. That is where we should be. And it's at that point where no matter what the world throws at you, nothing. And then also at that same point, whatever he needs you to do, because I'm not saying we don't walk in power. Praise God. I want you to know because oftentimes the one that, did Joseph walk any miracle? The one that every one of us must operate in is the fruit of the Spirit. Some of us might be privileged, you know, to shine, you know, like Lionel Messi and all of that. But for every one of us, this fruit of the Spirit, even if you like, be gardener, they will require it of you. Okay? Anywhere you are, it will be required of you. And you must pass it. Praise God. But it doesn't mean that if a situation comes, 
that the same power that is helping you to be meek will not also help you to manifest an act of faith. And that's what happened with David. I don't know if I've told us here. Do you know that David's brothers didn't know he killed lion and bear? I don't understand how he did it. Because if your younger brother killed lion and bear, eh? he, your younger brother killed lion and bear, when he speaks, you can only be complaining to God, you should have just made me younger than this boy. You can't tell him, what did you, why did you leave those few sheep? You can't tell Obuago. Eh? No, there was evidence now. If he killed lion, he just didn't let them know. They didn't know. But listen to the point I'm trying to make here. Brethren, as you are being faithful in the small things, if there is need to kill a lion, the same power is at work. Listen, I tell you here, many of us there, if Jesus will raise the dead, will do all kinds of works. But let me tell you, you won't have camera when it's going to be done. They don't print poster. You'll be in a situation you'll arise. The, spirit, the same spirit that helped you not to talk when you shouldn't talk will tell you now, rebuke the spirit of death. Are you understand? Or, you know, maybe whatever happens, maybe kidnappers operate, you, buy, you, you pray a spirit of stupor upon them. They'll just be going like this. They'll be wondering what are they doing. They say, they're doing parade. They'll continue until you come and pass. This is scripture. Not that I'll gather people, gather people, say, oh yeah, watch now. Watch. Praise the Lord, somebody. You know, so, so it's a beautiful thing that we have. To provide for himself a, a, his own special people, zealous for good works. Now, let's look at Ephesians 2, please. Ephesians 2, 8 and 10. 8 to 10. Ephesians 2, 8 to 10. It says, for by grace we have been saved through faith and not of ourselves as the gift of God. And it says, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So just like our Pastor Sam was saying, this thing that we have, you know, it's, it's power to produce, power to do things. And look at what it says. It says, we are his workmanship. We are created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared that we should walk in them. So by reason of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, I understand that my path, your path, our journey, whether in profession, in family, in academics, in every area, is a path that is good. Praise God. It's an excellent path. It's a praiseworthy path. God has prepared it. What should I do? I should walk in it. What does it mean to walk in it? To believe it. And this is where some of the, the things motivational speakers use comes in. The only thing is that you can motivate yourself to disobey God. You know that. But you can use motivation, which is what it is, to obey God. It says, his workmanship, which Christ was, created in Christ Jesus, beforehand. Now, you, you're sitting somewhere, like we're learning now, and you learn ah, that you lay hands on the sick and you recover. And then you see the sick, but you're shaking. But you remember that this is what you were created for. Then you say to yourself, well, I can do it. I can do it. This is what I was created for. I can do it. You see, maybe this is just for me to walk to this person. And play. How many of us have laid hands on someone and they were healed? At that moment, did you have an option of not laying? Did, were you, the, do you know if you didn't lay, it's in eternity that you see that you were supposed to heal that person. You were supposed, that person, that headache, that whatever, cancer, you, it was for you. The person mentioned it to you and you felt that, but you were just feeling. That's the moment you say, you say to you, no. I was created in Christ Jesus for good works. Let me walk in it. What does it mean to walk? Step into it. Praise God. So these are the things that follow 
you know, understanding the power that was, you know, released to us. First Peter 2, 9 and 10, let's look at that. Saying the same thing. It says, but you're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Okay, a holy nation, his own word, special people. Why? That we may proclaim the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. I like this verse 10. This verse 10 caught me. You see, what this verse 10 did to me, it says, it says who once were not a people, but are now what? The people of God. Who had not obtained mercy, but have now what? Obtained mercy. You know what? This, it says salvation has changed our level. It has changed your level. Tell yourself, my level has changed. And not because I'm, I'm going to go home with an autobiography. No. My level has changed because Christ has invested in me. You, you watch all those, um, all those um, um, programs on television where uh, maybe idols or voice or the rest of them. And someone sings, and the moment the person is chosen, you can see the excitement. Nothing has changed about him. It's just that these people who are Babas in music who are masters have said they're interested in me. The person walks out with a bounce. Are you understanding? That's what the scripture says. You were not a people, but God has identified you. The scout of heaven, the one that determines eternal glory, has said, I'm interested in you. Are you getting what I'm saying? He said, This is what happened. You were not, nobody knew you. If you died, no record, nothing. But all of a sudden, Christ said, I'm going to tabernacle with you. He said to the father, this is my brother. Please accept him as well. That's what happened at Easter. Praise God. These are the things that we remind ourselves of. Okay. He says that you may proclaim the praises of him. Now with this thing that has happened, what is going on? I told us here many years ago. I can't remember. I was reading something. And they said one of the main motivations for all these people that joined Boko Haram and the rest of them. Is that these are these are boys that are living in neighborhoods and areas, and you know maybe farmers, maybe whatever hunters, just different thing, and nobody thinks anything of them. Then all of a sudden, Captain Samanja comes from Boko Haram and tells them that he's recruiting warriors, warriors for this agenda, and he looks at one 15-year-old boy. He says, "Ah, you look like a powerful warrior." The boy will look at himself with his uh, imaginary rags. And he said, come here. Say, attention. The boy will do like. He said, ah, you don't know what is inside. All of a sudden. No, identification. He just feels important. He has been called into something. It doesn't matter what it is. It's just that in the house, the only message the mother sends him is, go and boil water, go and fetch water. Now they're sending him man things. You understand? He's coming out of that environment. Maybe the big sister always slapping him behind the hand. But they're calling him now. He's going to be dealing with lieutenants. So he said that's their most, And then they say, ah, this guy has joined. You know, that's the same thing that happens with courts and th- different things in the university. You see, just a sign, a, a sense of identification and belonging. Do you know what, believer? The heavenly clan has chosen you. And when those people, that's why they like those young boys. When they get in, they don't have brains. So they do whatever they ask them to do. This Bible is now saying that you and I may do what? Proclaim the praises of him who has called us out of darkness. 
out of darkness. In all of this, brethren, they are not telling us silver and gold. Remember where we started from? The disciples said, now that you have manifested all this power, will you give us the kingdom? Remember, James and John, they were there. Minister of uh, Petroleum and Minister for Finance. So they had already, at this point, they had finally distributed the portfolio. Will you at this time now, you know, let us at least uh, enjoy what... But what did the Lord keep saying to him? He said, the promise of the Father. What is the promise of the Father? The Holy Spirit. What is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is to help you and I to be witnesses to him. To help us to live this life, to walk this earth, being witnesses. In the process of being these witnesses, everything that is necessary. How many of us have seen James Bond movie before? James Bond. Okay. Everything James Bond needs for his assignment is given to him. James Bond pays no bills. Child of God. Everything you need. Not everything you lost after. There are two different things. There are things you need. There are things your uh, God will say, and my God shall supply what? All your need. What you need for the assignment. But what does, you know, what does the world try to present to you? You're lost. And once you miss that thin line, that's it. But your need, ah, it will come. Because God is the one who has enrolled you. 2 Corinthians 2, 14. He said, now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Thanks be to God. God, now that I'm a Christian, now that I've believed, I've taken in what happened at the cross. He says, God will always, I like that word, always lead you, lead me in what? Triumph. How? In Christ. And through us, what does he do? As we go through that situation, whatever it is, he what? By us, diffuses the fragrance of Christ in every place. Let's see the way message puts it. I like the everywhere we go part in that message part. The message. He says, and I got it. Thank God. In the Messiah in Christ, God leads us from place to place. Now, this place to place, some of them are where you want to be. Some of them are not where you want to be. But who leads us through them? God. That's what you must believe. That's what you must accept. Some of them, God brings you into some places. Ah, you want to just, uh, like Peter, just tabernacle there. Then he brings you to some place. He just don't, but he needs you there. Why? He says, in one perpetual victory parade, through us, what does he do? He brings knowledge of Christ everywhere we go. People breathing the exquisite fragrance. Now, pause. Look at me. What it means, child of God, is this. Anywhere you are now, God wants to diffuse his fragrance through you. In abundance? Oh, yes. In tight situations? Oh, yes. In loneliness? Oh, yes. Enjoying, you know, acceptance and celebration. Oh, yes. Every, it says everywhere what? We go. Everywhere we go. You know, God has no regrets. You know why? 
There is no situation that has overpowered him that he needs a second chance. Now, if you're in a situation and you're thinking God has made a mistake coming here, you will miss out. The Bible says glory in tribulations. There's always a plan. Praise the Lord. There's always a plan. It doesn't matter where the Christian finds it. There's always a plan. And what can picture it as much as the death? They killed him dead. Everybody says it's all over. But three days later, he rose, the stone is rolled away, and he's alive forevermore. Praise the Lord, somebody. So Jesus, our Lord and Savior Jesus, what do we do with him? We must note that he's the son of God who came into this world, suffered, died, and was buried, rose again, showed himself for 40 days to commission a people who will believe everything he did and go into the world and be his witnesses. Praise God. And be his witnesses. And in some places it says, as the Father has sent me, what have I done? So send I you. So we as believers are not ordinary people. The investment that has been made to us or in us. Okay, you see the way we captured this, you know, in one of our meetings also. You see, Pastor Nat, you're, you're, I wanted to say you're a lecturer, but it's okay, you're a teacher, it doesn't matter. And I want to start a new school, okay? And I come and meet you and say, you've worked in this place, I want to start a new school. And I have a budget of uh, maybe 50 million for this school, okay? You know it will, it will help. And I send you out to recruit staff and all of that. If you're calling your staff, I don't know how much they pay you. He works with um, a very good, um, reputable school in, in Abuja, you know? As you're talking to them, some of them might be saying, well, even though you might pay me a little bit more, I've been here, job security, new school, I'm not sure how it will work out. As you're talking to them, you'll be a bit humble, you know, talking in a particular way. What if I told you, uh, Pastor Nat, one million is credited, one billion is credited to your account for this new school. Even the principal, you call him, say, come, come, principal, I have a job. See the way he's like, I, I get him. What has happened now? You see, the other time he was empowered. But uh, the resistance to his empowerment, the other school might be able to double the salaries of his, you know. But if he goes with one billion for this same school, he knows he can pay 50 times, 100 times what that school is. When you're working, you'll be working like this. <laughs> Brethren, when you're born again, the power that is available to enable you accomplish every purpose of God is more than one billion. Let's rise on our faith. It's more than one billion. Are you getting if, if it's to if any assignment God gives you, the power that is behind you, what is pushing you, what is at your back, he said to them, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He said, when the Bible says, whatever you ask in my name, he said, whatever you ask in pursuit of what I sent you to do, he says, I will accomplish it. I want you to lift up your voice and begin to thank him for you have been equipped, you have been empowered with what happened at the cross. You can do all things. All things are possible. All things are possible. All things are achievable. I am a believer. I'm not empty. 
I am loaded for the assignment. Listen to me in that marriage that you're facing challenges. If you will draw from the resources of Christ and obey Him, you will be equipped with billions to solve whatever problem. Whether it's material, whether it's financial, whether it's emotional, behind you, the one who has sent you has so equipped you. That's why it says you, you don't have any problem. For with God, all things are possible. All things are possible. Whether there are things in the dimension of the spirit, whether there are things in whatever dimension, your God, our God, when he raised Jesus from the dead, he took that same power and he says, this power will enable you to live this life. Some of us, is there a competition? Is there a challenge? I want you to go from church to night. When you sit down, you say to yourself, I'm not alone. I am not alone. This journey, I am not running it on myself. This race I'm running is not a personal race. I have been commissioned. Behind me is my God. With me is the Holy Spirit. He makes a way where there is no way. He is the author of life. He is the Alpha and the Omega. All wisdom resides with him. He is omnipotent. He is omnipresent. And he is omniscient. This is my God. He is the one who has called me to this very thing. I am a believer. I'm a child of God. So the Bible says, as many as received him, he gave the authority. He gave the power. He gave them the backing to operate as sons of God. I can forgive, oh, if it's forgiveness. Terrible things have happened. Listen, with this power, I can go and embrace my enemies. With this power, I can give what I shouldn't be able to give. With this power, I can also rebuke devils. With this same power, I can humble myself. With this same power, I can cast demons away. Oh Lord, help me. Lord, I'm saying thank you. And at the same time, I'm saying help me to fully comprehend. With this power, there is no stopping me. What is impossible? What is difficult? What is it that you say, don't touch this? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He says, has he asked of it? Then it's doable. Has he demanded it? Then it is accomplishable. Lord, I'm thanking you. I'm thanking you. I'm thanking you. I'm thanking you. The power that brought my redemption, the love that sought to my reconciliation, all of that is behind my commissioning. I've been commissioned. Brethren, it's not a private journey. The journey of the Christian is for his glory. For his glory. The Bible says to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or imagine. It says according to the power that is at work. It says to him be glory. It's not a personal enterprise. I've gone public. But that public is not under, is heaven's public. Heaven has investment in me. Lord help me. I will not fail. I cannot fail. It's impossible because I'm running on heaven's agenda. I am a sent one. I'm a commissioned one. I'm stepping into what you have done. Lord, I receive grace. I receive that power. Somebody receive the power. Reactivate it. Or rather, you have already received it. Just trust God. Say, I activate it. He said, don't worry about times or seasons. But you receive power. When you got born again, the Holy Ghost came. I am able to do I'm able to accomplish. I'm able to bring forth. I'm able to comprehend. Begin to thank him. 
begin to thank him. Begin to thank him for he has empowered you. He has empowered you. He has empowered you. He has given you all that you need to live this life. He says he has given to you and I all that pertains to life and godliness. Lord, I'm thanking you. Lord, we are blessing you. We thank you for to me, to him that believes, all things are possible. All things are possible. Everything required of me, everything you have called me to do, every challenge facing me, by you, O oh Lord, I can run against it through. By you, O oh Lord, I can leap over walls. You teach my hands to war and my fingers to do battle. By you, I'm wiser. Oh Lord, I thank you. I thank you. Male just remember at the cross when the son died on that cross and he rose again power was given to you power to accomplish power to be power to stand power to go power to speak power to keep quiet power to be a witness a witness of his resurrection Help me, Lord, to always remember that I've not sent empty-handed. I'm sent with power. Lord, you have sent me with power. I will draw from it. I will draw from it. I will draw from it. He didn't send you out alone. He sent you with power. He sent you with power. He sent us with power. When he raised his son, Jesus, he didn't take the power and reserve it. He gave it to you and I. Power to be witnesses. Power to be witnesses. Father, we thank you. In this new day, in this new month, in this season, we receive the power. Bring everything that is like a stumbling block, every difficulty, confront it with the power that is behind you. Oh Lord, I can do it. You have paid the price. I lay claim on it. I lay claim on it. Your peace of mind, your productivity. Oh la kosha legeribanda. Makoshendegeribanda. Alekeribando. Are you in church tonight? And there are habits that are not of God. Then the power to break those habits. The power to get set yourself free. Maloka tela gadagada. The God who says, be angry and do not sin. He has that power. The God who says, so, so, and so. The power is also there. Begin to thank him. Begin to thank him. 
Father, we thank you. Our God, we bless you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. In the name of Jesus Christ. I, I just want to mention two scriptures. We might not open to it, but if you're fast, then you can get there. You know, it's interesting. In Acts 14, verse 11, <laughs> Paul and Barnabas were somewhere. And they did something. And the men said, the gods have come. <laughs> Praise God. They were using the power you and I have. He said, the gods have come. I prophesy to somebody. You manifest in certain environments. And they will bear witness that the gods have come among them. In the name of Jesus Christ. It's the same Holy Ghost they have. And like I say, these things were not planned. They were not, they were preaching. And then a man, there's something that you rise up. Father, we thank you. One more. Daniel 2, just quickly, so this thing's registered. Daniel 2, verse 10 and 11. Nebuchadnezzar asked for something. The chief magicians and the rest of them. They said to the king, what you're asking for, they don't ask men such things. Huh? If you want to ask such questions, go and ask God. The answer for this type of your question does not dwell with men. Who brought the answer? Daniel. Say from tonight, in my life, through my life, things traceable to God will be witnessed by my environment. Things doable by only God will be accomplished through me. Why? Because the Christ is dwelling inside of me. Father, we give you praise. Blessed be your name, Lord. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Praise the Lord, somebody. Thank you, Jesus. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ikenaukeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.com. God bless you.